Reef Therapy by Reef Builders is brought to you by ICP Analysis. What's in your water? Hi everyone, I'm Jeremy. This is Reef Therapy. Uh, welcome to the show. Uh, I've got the duty and honour of uh, presenting this episode along with Evan Montgomery from the Reef Builders Studio. Um, hey guys. Hi, I'm presenting it here from the UK and I'm co-hosting with Evan. Uh, many of you are going to be wondering, or some of you are going to be wondering where Jake Adams and Mark Vanderwall are, uh, while others will know. So uh, here goes. Um, just over a month ago, we heard that um, Jake, our managing editor, our leader, our mentor, um, passed away. Um, it's been difficult for everyone. Jake worked at Reef Builders since 2008 and to many people, he is Reef Builders. Um, and he always will be. And Jake was part of uh, a team at Reef Builders that included Ryan, the managing director, Marissa in media, Evan in the Reef Builders studio, um, and later myself, um, and of course his wife, Windsor. Um, and she was a massive part of the team, still is a massive part of the team. So um, first I just want to say, Windsor, our thoughts go out to you and your family about Jake. Um, he was our friend and Mark and Evan were much closer to him than I and obviously we can talk about that um, so this is a tribute episode to Jake Adams the man the legend um, he's never going to go go away if myself and uh, Evan do more recordings we're always going to talk about him because he's got a lifetime's worth of um, knowledge that, that that you know he brought to us and we want to carry on so um, if we can raise and talk about a few of Jake's many talents and achievements um, for those who didn't know him maybe Evan will give us some nuggets of um of, of what the man was really like close up to so um Evan um yeah and I'm sure I'm sure as the as we continue to do more of these episodes I'm sure we'll have some guests on um I can think of a few names that come to mind some of Jake's close friends in the industry that can uh share a few of their own stories so this is not a yeah. one and done tribute it's gonna. It's kind of going to be an ongoing thing for a very long time. So absolutely not. And uh, I think we should say that we're going to welcome comments uh, uh, with suggestions of who um, subscribers, listeners would like to come on the show and talk to us, and obviously share stories about Jake and educate like he did, and you know, kind of talk talk corals and and reef therapy. So, um, so when did yeah, you? Yeah, we need to we need to keep the spirit of reef therapy. You know, we need to keep it alive. So yeah. <laughs> 100%. So when did you yeah. first meet Jake? Well, going way back. I mean, I've been in the hobby since I was like eight or nine years old. So, and then got into saltwater and I was like 10. So I remember like 2012, maybe no 2004 when I was in the wrong decade. Um, listening to Jake on podcasts and reading articles that he was writing in magazines back in the day. So I've known the name Jake Adams for a very long time. Uh, I never met him until Macna was hosted in Denver because he okay. and uh, he, he was a big part of hosting that show. Um, so and what, I can't really say that I then? met him there, but that's the first time that I shared, <laughs> shared the same room with Jake Adams. That was oh, 2014. Okay. 2014. Wow. So, and then, go, you know, he hosted Reef or, you know, we host Reefstock. Um, met him through there, you know, various, uh, late nights at the bar and just kind of got to know him that way. And then we, yeah. we were coming back from Macna in Vegas and we weren't even on the same flight, but we ran into each other on the, uh, airport train and he needed a ride back and he knew I was heading this way and I had my car out there. So he's like, Hey, you know, give me a ride. And that was right after he signed the lease on the studio. So he was just moving in and it was right. a little bit late that night to come check the place out then. But I don't know, a week or two later, I figured I'd come pay him a visit and help him move some boxes around or whatever he needed, you know. So for the next three years, I kept coming down every Tuesday, which is my day off from my real job. And we built the studio. What was your real job, if you don't mind me asking, before? I was uh, in hospitality. I did housekeeping for a timeshare resort. I live okay. up uh, near Breckenridge, so uh, like in a ski town. So uh, a lot of... A lot of people come up there, and uh, it's a big industry, a lot of hospitality up there. So I was just cleaning toilets, bringing people blankets, you know, room, taking room calls, and um, really liked it. Kind of missed kind of miss the skiing access being so yeah, easy right there at the bottom of the hill, but, yeah. but uh, I think this is a good alternative. <laughs> um, so 
Yeah, so you actually helped Jake build the studio, so that was a kind of a happy accident. But you live some distance away then, and you you commute effectively or work. Yeah, I'm about six. I'm about sixty miles away, so I drive uh, about an hour each each way to work. Okay, and you're in that's Colorado, is it? In yeah, in Colorado. So the studio is in Golden, and then uh, I'm up in Dillon, which is yeah about an hour away. Okay, cool. Um, You showed me the other day it was snowing outside. But Jake always wore yeah, shorts. <laughs> Did Jake wear shorts? Jake would in wear the shorts snow? 365 days a year. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I wanted Most to know. Most of us Colorado boys do that. Right. Okay. Okay. That, that's just like uniform. You can to catch you guys. me wearing shorts in a snowstorm too. Yep. Shorts, baseball cap. That's it. Yeah. Um, but the other day you were, you said you were actually staying at the studio. I saw like a bed on the floor. So, so this is this is you know. <laughs> Eat, sleep, reef, repeat in its rawest form. This is kind of yeah. When I get the opportunity to save a little bit of gas money, I'll blow up my air mattress here and yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I can go sit on my couch at home and sit on my laptop, or I can just sit on my laptop on this couch and come back. You know, yeah. <laughs> save yeah, quite yeah. a bit of driving. So when the opportunity presents itself, I'll do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and Jake did it the kind of the. Um, Jake ran things the Jake Adams way. And you said in one of your kind of video intros recently that, you know, you came to work with Jake and just had to relearn everything. Like, can you, can you tell us a bit about that? You know, the, the Jake Adams method. Yeah, what- for sure. Um, it's hard to distill it into one, one sentence, but it's just kind of just not overthinking things. You know, people think they can't do good cable management because, yeah, it's a pain in the butt to undo it all so you can clean your pump. And Jake Adams would just be like, well, put some water in a bucket and clean the pump in place. You don't have to bring it to the sink. Then you can leave all your cable management. And that's not exactly the answer to that question. But uh, just, you know, sand beds, for instance. (laughs) I always thought sand beds were a great thing back in the day. Yeah. Turns out they're a huge pain in the rear. (laughs) So after working without sand beds, would you ever set up a tank for yourself with a sand bed? No. There's a time and a place for everything. You know, our Nano, which we don't do much work on that tank, is the only tank in here with a sand bed. And I think that sand bed somehow, you know, it does benefit the, sm- the small tank because yeah. we don't change much water. We don't do a whole lot. You know, we'll occasionally swap out water from one system to, a, you know, from one of our main systems. But sure. um, there's a time and a place for everything. But sand beds, I don't know. There's not very many practical applications <laughs> for them. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, unless you're a public aquarium and it's a display for the public, but if it's your home aquarium, I don't see a reason for it. Well, I kind of almost feel the same way about public aquariums, though, because there the situation is just going to be worse because, you know, such deep water. How do you keep them clean? I bet they're just Mm -hmm. cesspits. I bet they just collect, collect everything. So I've been behind the scenes of a few public aquariums and. Yeah, most of them aren't kept super tidy because the focus is on the tank and everything else is looks rather chaotic <laughs> yeah it's, it's funny i've not, been not in every case but... yeah and um some of them don't use skimmers and some of them have got weird kind of like settling chambers and lots of them use sand filters and i've heard a few kind of horror stories about kind of you know behind the scenes in public aquariums and, and they have accidents <laughs> just like we have accidents but on like a million gallons of water you know it's stuff stuff happens yeah. so yeah um so I just want well, to how say about you. How did you meet Jake? Well, that's what I'm trying to think about. I think back in the day, there were kind of forums, weren't there? And then blogs came along and Jake's name came up on one of the first blogs. There was one called Glass Box Design and there was Reef Builders. And they were both kind of cutting edge. LEDs were just coming in, rimless tanks. And it was this new kind of almost digital way of keeping reefs. And that's where his name came up. I was in aquatic publishing at the time i was working for a magazine called practical fish keeping in the uk and jake's name kept coming up on the internet and i think we contacted him we reached out to him and he actually started writing articles for practical fish keeping so at one point i was working with him probably at least 10 years ago if not 12 years ago (laughs) and just just kind of and, and we knew he was good then and we actually got him on as a um 
as a marine contributor and we had this this question panel called fish keeping answers and we'd send him all the marine questions and there were loads of weird questions going on at the time like ultra low nutrient systems and and you know can you grow corals under led and all that sort of thing and jake was jake was mm, the I man, those days. exactly yeah it, it was it was new territory especially with leds and um and there's one thing that i remember in um in publishing, they, um, you're probably aware of this. When companies launch products, they produce something called an embargo. And so if Red Sea brings out a product, for example, they'll say, right, we've got this new product, but you can't tell anyone about it for two weeks. Don't tell anyone. You know, it's, <laughs> it's law. Sign mm-hmm. something. Don't do it. And, um, and we went to Interzoo, um, the biggest show in Europe, this trade show. And we'd signed all these embargoes um, as practical fish keeping to say, you know, no, we're not going to mention it. We're not going to photograph it. We're not going to. Mm-hmm. And Jake, Jake got like a builder's pass, went in the day before and just swooped through all of these launches as they were being built and just scooped us on every single news story like days before these embargoes. And I remember just sitting there thinking, he's, he's just taken all <laughs> our news. You know, everything's now old news because mm. Jake has just put it up on reef builders like weeks before he was meant to. But that was Jake. Mm, that sounds like Jake. <laughs> yeah, it, it was genius actually. It was genius. Um, so I, I guess that's where that's where I met him. And then recently, um, I wrote a post about Instagram. I was on Instagram a lot over lockdown, and um, it just made me feel bad about my tank and myself because everyone's tanks on Instagram were like amazing and beautiful, but almost too good to be true. And um, and Jake picked up on it and, and he messaged me and said, "Man, I've got to have your I've got to have your 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 article about Instagram on 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 the site." And I said, "Yeah, okay." And it kind it kind of went on from there. So the rest is history. That's awesome. And you've been with Reef Builders for a couple of years now, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, d- definitely a couple of years. I, st- I started off as UK editor. Then Jake made me European editor. Then he made me weekend editor. <laughs> Um, and now I, I guess I'm, I'm editor. I, I don't know, but um, again, no, I guess you're the guy. Yeah, I guess, I guess so by default. But um, again, thanks to Jake for um, and and I didn't. Um, sometimes I'm quite introverted, and I didn't I, di- I didn't want to write for Reef Builders at one point. It sounds stupid now, but um, Jake kind of rang me and messaged me, and he said, "Please, you know, I want you on the site. I want." He, he said. Um, I'm assembling a super group of writers. You've got to be in my. You've got to be in my group of writers. And I was like, "Really? Yeah, yeah. You got. You got to do it." So um, here I am. I wouldn't class myself in no, any. Kind I guess of super I'm part of that super group too. <laughs> you, you, you are definitely part of the super group. So because um, I was the last person in the world that ever wanted to get on camera, but he talked me into it. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's funny how these things happen, isn't it? But um, we were talking earlier about yeah. podcasts because you were involved in some early podcasts. Yeah, pretty much as early as podcasting is. I mean, 2002, there was a internet radio show. They didn't even call them podcasts back then. And a two-hour show, it was about a 13-megabyte file that took hours to download on my parents' yeah. uh, dial-up connection. <laughs> um but either way, um, yeah, it was a weekly radio show hosted by Tom and Nevin Bailey. It was called Pet Fish Talk. And their last episode I've was probably about that. 10 years ago now, but they had a good long run. I mean, they went for, I want to say they went for probably almost 15 years. Wow. Um, and those guys uh, manage a whole set. I think, I think they still do, actually. Um, Nevin, more than Tom, I think is probably still more involved um, in a, a freshwater wholesale place out in San Diego. But they did this weekly uh, radio show online that you could call into just with your normal, you know, with your normal landline, you yeah. could call in. And I still know that number by heart. Um, I'd call in cool, man. What is not every week. I'd give, I'd, I'd let, you know, I'd step aside and let other people call in some weeks or I was out of town or something like that. But, you know, I was kind of the star of that show back in the day, um, kind of unintentionally just, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I actually, you know, traveled up to San Diego, met up with those guys. They gave me the full tour of their, uh, fish wholesale place and i want to say that was probably 2006 or 7 okay um and then around that same time actually there was the talking reef podcast i'm sure some of our i'm sure some of our listeners remember that and jake was a guest on that so i remember you know i guess that was yeah maybe 2006 uh, listening to jake adams on the talking reef podcast and he was i don't know 20 probably at the time yeah um cuz that was that was a while ago now so, 
yeah, and then what else was there? There was, there was Talking Reef Live, which was another thing you could call into, which I did almost every week as well. I'm trying to think if I ever heard Jake on Talking Reef Live or talked to him on there. I might have, but right. that was a long time ago. Um, yeah. There were some other good ones. I mean, there was some. There's been a lot of podcasts over the years. Those are the main two that I was involved with. But so um, it's funny because I still podcasts- go back and listen to all those old old episodes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> when and, I'm cleaning and, my tank uh, at home, I'll go back and listen to those old episodes. Really? And you know, oh yeah, all the time. I was just going to say Even that like there was, uh, the- Mark Mark Levinson hosted a show back in the day called Reefcast. And I still have all, not every single episode I have downloaded, but I still go back and listen to those from time to time. <laughs> like a time warp into kind of, what, um, can you remember yeah. the topics that <laughs> you were talking about? Nostalgia bomb. Um, on Pet Fish Talk or when was, when? Well, j- just in general, just in I general? mean, was there anything that was very much of its time that we just, we'd laugh at now or? Well, on the call-in show, you know, most of the, most weeks I'd call in and just be like, you know, my, my, uh, Zebra, uh, Zebra Danios had babies. How do you know what do I do with the eggs? It was just like yeah. literally just the talk of the day, just like yeah, whatever yeah, was yeah. going on in my tank that day. Yeah, they didn't know anything about saltwater, so I started getting into saltwater and started talking about that more and more. And they had me do, I think it was like a it ended up over the years being like a five part series on how to set up a saltwater aquarium. Which I go back and listen to now and just shake my head about all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was just regurgitating yeah. random people on Reef Central, basically yeah. on this show. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, well, that, that that was kind of the thing as well. You know, I've, I've said it publicly, and um, Jake kind of embodied the um, the modern way of reef keeping, and you know, very early adoption of LED and rimless tanks, and mm-hmm. you know, all this sort of thing, and. You know, it was kind of a, a wave, like a movement, wasn't it, in the past 20 years of changing from the classic Berlin method, you know, lots of live rock, you know, sand beds of any form, deep sand bed, plenum, etc., mm-hmm. to this kind of ultra clean kind of different way of doing it. And, and Jake was part of that. Yeah. What was Jake calling it back then? Reef Zero or Zero Reef? Or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jake had a name for it. I'm sure yeah. I could type it into Reef Builders right now and find out in two seconds. But yeah. But, but, uh, was but that yeah, the one with a, the single like coral whole, in it? Whole new method. Yeah, we still have a tank very similar to that. <laughs> Love it. Petco light, canister filter, fox coral, a couple elegance corals. Just do a water change every week or two. I just, yeah, that was easy as a kid. <laughs> yeah. So what's it like working in the studio? Um, what's a day in the life for you then? You know, what happens? You get in and what? Well, I kind of have two hats, right? Because I'm the aquarist, so I have to clean all the skimmers. I have to change the filter socks, you know, wash all the towels, sweep the floor, do all that. And then there's the video side of things. So it's kind of hard to mix those two on the same day a lot of times unless I have to. You know, obviously, when I come in in the morning, I got to feed the fish. Again, before I leave at night, I got to feed the fish. And believe it or not, you know, to take a minute at each tank you know we have 25 tanks to take a minute to make sure all the fish are there make sure they're healthy make sure they're actually eating when you feed them so just feeding the just feeding the fish takes me almost an hour a day (laughs) so um so that's a good chunk of it um mondays i come in and i do all the like kind of we call it maintenance monday um clean all the skimmers and stuff like that that takes me come in at about 9 30 I'm um, usually done by you know lunchtime about one o'clock. I'll be I'll be finished with all that once a week. It's not exactly on the same day every week, just depending on what's going on. You know, we got eight to ten, depending on what we're testing for aquariums that we test all the parameters. So that's four hours to test all the systems of all the parameters. So try to do that once a week, and um, you know we, we have a loose. I, I say we, it's most, it's just me at this point, basically. <laughs> I mean, Ryan's, uh, Ryan's kind of the director now, but I'm boots on the ground, you know? So, uh, we, we have a loose outline of certain days that we like to do things, you know, like maintenance Monday type of things. And, uh, Tuesday we siphon the detritus out of the coral flats and, and whatnot. Um, but it's kind of just play it by ear. You know, sometimes I come in and CO2 tanks are empty and a vortex stops spinning and some, you know, something <laughs> random has happened and I got to change the plan. Yeah. So 
That's it, just uh, what it's like having a studio. <laughs> it sounds a lot like when I used to work here. Sorry, I you keep know, jiggling the camera. I'll sorry, try to not okay. jiggle the camera so much. <laughs> yeah, it, it sounds a lot like when I used to work in fish shops or in the wholesalers. You know, you've got that kind of full time job. Of, there's always something that he's doing, something that he's cleaning or changing or algae mm-hmm. wiping, and you know, it's um. Do, do you? I mean, obviously, it's different now, but do, do you enjoy it? It's you know. <laughs> Yeah, it is quite different now. Uh, but yeah, I absolutely do enjoy it. Um, and I definitely, you know, I really enjoy the video editing as well. Um, depending on the subject matter, the actual, you know, being on camera, I'm still warming up to the idea. <laughs> <A little bit. laughs> <Me too. laughs> I was always better as the cameraman. Yeah. Um, but you go back and look at old Reef Builders videos that Jake did, and he wasn't a he wasn't a star right out of the gate either. You know, he was kind of awkward back in the day a lot too. So, uh, I think the more that we do these podcasts and shooting videos, um, I think we can, I think we got this. <laughs> I think we <laughs> yeah. can do this. Um, but his, so- you know, his brain, I miss, I miss his brain so much because he was the creative, you know, he was the director. I know how to run the studio, but I don't know how to keep it, going in the direction that he saw in the future. You know, I'm kind of in like preservation mode almost right now here. I'm like, yeah. I, I know I need to move things around to just like, you know, move corals that are seeing each other and stuff, but I almost don't want to because it's like, yes. I don't want to mess it up. <laughs> yes. So one of the great things about Jake was his um, knowledge and his kind of drive. And um, you alluded to it on one of your recent videos. You said you miss talking to him about stuff. And that's what I miss. I miss if something cool comes along, like a rare fish or a coral or something in the news or a piece of equipment. I'm like, uh-uh. and it's, yeah. I it's mean, not Jake anymore. And you, you must have had that every day. He didn't even start paying me officially. And, you know, I didn't even quit my other job until last June. So most of my history with Jake was, you know, we were just two really good friends and I was helping him build this cool little studio thing that he had his crazy idea about, you know? So we were just really good friends and, uh, uh, yeah, as friends do, they, you know, talk to each other about things. I still keep thinking I need to call Jake and tell him that Jake, like this, like about this terrible thing that happened to Jake, my best friend. And I can't even call him about that. Like, It's been really tough. And then, you know, all the studio little questions, like uh, being here you know, full time by myself now, I'm constantly finding like things plugged in that I didn't even knew existed that he installed on the weekend once when I wasn't here. You know, <laughs> oh, like all these little yeah. things, like so many little nips and crannies of the studio that like it's all run pretty simply. But there's a lot of things that I that he just took care of that I'm just trying to figure it out one step at a time. So his, his brain worked in a different way. That's for, that's for sure, man. Yeah. And, 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 and similarly that there's going to be instances where there will be certain things that only you and him have in common. Well, everything about the studio. And so if he, you know, if he walked back through the door now, you'd go, I'm so glad you're back. This pump stopped, you know, that, oh, that I'd have so much to catch him on. It's you know, only been, five, six weeks, and I ha- I would have so much to catch him up on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. So, um, obviously, the studio will continue, and you are 100% part of that and doing your thing. Mm-hmm. Have you got any thoughts on, I mean, would you set up more tanks? Would you close anything down? Are you just, like you say, you're just in limbo at the moment, just maintaining, or? No decisions have been made. Um, I don't think we're in a rush to set up any more tanks. Uh, Jake was actually always saying himself that the studio was kind of like finished almost as far as like the building stuff. Yeah. You know, we, we finally got that 400 gallon tank going. That's been sitting there dry for since that was one of the first tanks in here and we just now get it going. Yeah. And that was kind of yeah. the final one, you know, I mean, we got a nearly empty freshwater tank that we just set up and he had big plans for, for putting discus in there. Uh, but he was really picky about his discus, so I wouldn't feel right just going out and buying the ones that I like either. You know, I'm just, we're all trying to like think about kind of what the next steps are. Um, obviously, Windsor is like super involved in this process too. You know, there's a lot of corals in here, just like milkostylos. We don't need milkostylos taking up resources and space. And you know, we could probably, if we got rid of all the, you know, just every every day you know, common corals that are just taking up space that we, you know, we like having them around and they're good to have some around, but we don't need as many. 
So we're going to start with probably getting rid of some of the more common stuff and focus on kind of like the like legacy collection, the corals that Jake really liked. Yes. And those aren't going anywhere anytime soon. Um, yeah, sure. We will probably try to work with uh, uh, Chris Meckley comes to mind and a few local shops probably as well um, to, you know, get some of the strains out there and make sure that, you know, somehow get Jake's name attached to him, I guess, or, you know, we'll, we'll figure all that out when the time's right. Um, but that was one of my yeah. first thoughts when I heard the news was, you know, which tanks in here can I, you know, a lot of glass to clean. And if I can save any of that, that'd be nice. Um, yeah. But I, I was looking around and I can't, I, there's every tank has its own spirit, you know, every tank is its own entity almost. It's like, I couldn't, you know, no, they're all my friends. I'm not ready to lose another friend. So none of these tanks can go anywhere. Well, no, you know, if, <laughs> if you don't want to do it, I mean, I think I said to you before we, uh, before we broadcast that, you know, I'm a long way away in the UK and when, People heard the news. First of all, I was amazed at the kind of global outpouring. People all over the world, you know. But people in the UK were walking into the LFS that I worked in and were saying, I'm really sorry to hear about Jake and talking to me about the studio. And that's how mm. far that the studio that you're in has spread. You know, it's it's like a mecca. It's like a museum yeah. for corals. Yeah, I was just it's, over in Norway you know, it, and I went to like a little suburb an hour and a half out of, out of the main city because they uh, – couple guys over there were putting on a, they called it reef meat. It was like, a, you know, just a small frag swap, basically. And they had a couple speakers and they invited me to come give a, give a presentation for them. And I kind of just did it as, you know, showing off the, the studio and it was a pretty basic conversation. I kind of wish it was recorded. It wasn't, but uh, <laughs> before I started, I asked how many people are familiar with reef builders and, you know, watch our videos and nine out of 10 hands in the room went up, you know, 50 out of the 60 people in the room watch our videos already. So I was in this random town in Norway and people were coming up to me yeah. like, hey, I guess I'm in the right place for the meeting. Hey, Evan. Like, I was like, <laughs> weird. Yeah. <laughs> Celebrity. But, yeah. Um, and everybody, you know, asked about reef therapy it's... too. And everybody's hands went up for reef therapy also. So, hey, guys. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, I want to go one step further with, with what you were saying about spreading Jake's corals and having his name attached to them. I want to go one step further. I want I want the next really cool coral to be described to be named Jake Adams and There's, or a fish, I, I don't know, like a really know. cool wrasse. Yeah, I don't know um, how much I'm allowed to say, but we I think we already have one picked out. Well, we have to That's find out so if it's funny. actually a new species first. That's we have to find out if yeah. it's actually a new species, and if it is, I think it's going to have Jake's name on it. So, oh, I'm, I'm so happy about that. I was crossing my fingers, and I thought <laughs> because of, like I said, the, the outpouring from everyone, including the ichthyologists, the taxonomists, you know, all, all the guys who work scientifically on fish and corals. I thought, please, please, you know, because people name stuff in people's honor all the time, and I thought this has got to be the one. I'm sure there'll be but fish, be corals, cool. you know. As things get discovered, yeah. I'm sure I'm sure his name will end up on a few things, and hopefully, it's things that he would yeah. like. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I mean, hopefully, um, they don't change the name five mind. years later, and people keep calling it the wrong name. He would hate that. I was going to say that <laughs> they can revise it; they cannot lose his name. They're going to have to call it Jake Adams. This mm -hmm. blah blah blah. You know, they they can that they can't lose it. But um, I was talking to Vincent Chalice as well in Indonesia, and he's talking about getting a load of um, kind of you know, the great and the good from the saltwater industry over to there and doing something. Yeah, and maybe even I, I, just saw, I just saw an invitation about like a, a tribute dive trip possibly next year. I need to get back to him on that. I've been in, I've been in contact with cool a few happen. times recently, too. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, that that's a great tribute. That's what I was going to say. No, that would be great. I, I need uh, to get back to him about that, actually. It's just been a, it's been a pretty busy week. <laughs> Yeah, sure. Um, and something that else reminds me of Jake, we were talking about the Jake Adams method, but um, did he ever correct you on coral names and stuff like that? Because he used to correct me. Oh, constantly. But then again, I also learned 90% of the coral names that I even knew. I learned them from him. So I probably made less exactly. mistakes than, than most people did just because yeah. I learned from, you know, I mean, I've been in the saltwater thing for a long time, but 
I mean, my and my parents were very generous buying me an aquarium and saltwater and all these test kits and everything in an RO unit. Um, anyway, just for like a fish only live rock system with some, uh, I had like a leather coral, some, uh, what are they called? Kenya trees. I had, and there was a very low, you know, I didn't really get seriously into corals until, yeah, I guess it was like 2014. Cause I remember I, I like moved my old tank that just had a pair of clownfish in it from my parents' house up to where I was currently living. Um, and that was the same year, about six years or six months after that, Macna was in Denver. So I drove down here every day. I was buying all of these corals. You know, I'd never been to a, like a reef show before that. So I was buying uh, corals left and right. I bought new lights. I got the radions. I got some vortex. I really got that tank going. And, you know, that that old 72 yeah. bow front started looking really good. And then um, <laughs> just kept going to shows and met Jake. And now, like, I don't know. I, I just <laughs> eat, sleep, and breathe corals is an understatement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. It's um, you just reminded me of a conversation because it wasn't just the scientific names. It was how we described the corals as well. And I had a phone conversation once with him when I was working in the wholesalers. And when you work in the trade, you pick up all the slang and all the trade names and all the incorrect old names and all that sort of thing. And I was talking to him about torch corals and um, and I said, oh, you should have seen it. We had 2000 heads of torch. Mm, I was said, just about me. to. <laughs> and, and, and I said, 2000 heads. And he mm. said, sorry, what? And, and I said, I think the line's breaking. Well, that's odd timing. Hello, can you hear me? Back. All right. I'm going to write the time down. Cut that part out, too. <laughs> it was funny. As soon as you said uh, the line's breaking up, you just stopped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. 30, 33 minutes. Yeah. That's, that's, that's something going on. So, um, and so back to the story. So I was working in wholesalers and I spoke to Jake on the phone and we just had a, a, an Australian um, torch delivery. And, and there was 2,000 torches. And I said, Jake, Jake, there's 2,000 heads of torch. And he said, excuse me? And I said, 2,000 heads of torch. And he said, sorry, what? And I said, is the line breaking up? Is it a bad line or something? And he said, Jeremy, torch <laughs> do not have heads. And I went, I mean polyps, I mean polyps. <laughs> and, and, and another time, like with chalice, um, you know, but people in the UK talking eyes, about um, yeah. eyes, mm -hmm. eyes on chalice, you know, it, it was it was this much. And he said, chalice do not have eyes, they have mouths. And I was like, oh, sorry. He is right. And he was you right, with that. you know, but it just, it was it, one of those. It felt really good. Exactly. He would yeah, still slip up from time to time, and I would always call him out on it, calling it a head every single time and he was like bang yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> <Got ya. laughs> yeah yeah so yeah. That, those were finger. those were always fun moments um, when i caught him slip uh slipping <laughs> yeah 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 i i, I caught him out on a, on a few of them um listening back to the podcast when, when he said about you know how kind of trade names of corals were stupid and then he'd go mm. on and on about the weeping willow <laughs> i've called it the weeping willow it's my weeping willow no one else has got the weeping willow like me and i thought you just called it weeping willow not <laughs> sarcophyton you know yeah so. i guess he picked kind of picked and choose what names he liked yeah 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 it's all good though um so have you still got your tank at home Oh, yeah, the tank's still running. You know, I've been kind of focused on the, down here. The glass is a little dirty up there. The coral's grown into the glass so much. I need to, like, totally reset that tank because yeah. I can't even clean half the glass now because there's an acro growing on it. So that tank's quite overgrown. Um, but, you know, I've got some freshwater tanks. and I've got all kinds of stuff going on at home, too. It's been on the back burner, uh, you know, obviously, obviously recently. Um, but that's going to be a future video. Uh, me resetting my tank. Oh, okay. So when I can get some friends to come over and help me and take some of the corals, then that video will come out. So that, no no uh, timeline on that one, but um, it's a great tank. Got some nice stuff in there. It's just overgrown. and But I, I kind of like overgrown tanks. So do you I. Know, some of the tanks at the studio just are just hitting their stride now because, you know, Jake would always go in and kind of prune things and, you know, corals grow in the wrong way and <laughs> change the direction it's growing and make it kind of more of a, a bonsai thing. So these tanks have taken a, a long time for a lot of them to really like grow in. Whereas my home tank, I just 
let it go. Yeah. So six months later, it's full. Um, but I don't know. I, yeah, I like seeing the big corals, big, big colonies. You know, I'm not in any hurry to go in there and rip it all out. Even if things are getting shaded out, like I, I'm losing a couple things down at the bottom because they're getting no light. And that's not that's not good reef keeping. I know better. <laughs> but... I just I don't know. Well, <laughs> it's, it's kind of, I have it's, a lot. I have a much more hands-off approach, I think. Yeah, it's than, the natural look, Jake isn't did. it? And, he had his hands in the tanks every single day, and you know, I mean, I do too here because there's you know every day some corals flipped over. I have to fix it or rocks fall, you know, rock yeah. slide or yeah. So I have my hands in the tanks a lot more down here, but I, you know, he was always he was just doing it for fun, not even because he had to. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But well, that was it. I, mean, I wait until I have three things to do, and then put my hands in the tank. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, other conversations. You just reminded me, you know, that the, the whole reef builder slogan is we obsessively cover the saltwater industry. And some, uh, and, and I work in my LFS on Saturdays, and he'd ring me up on the Monday and say, "Oh, did, what did you do over the weekend?" And I say, "Oh, well, you know, I worked in the LFS, and then Sunday, you know, I just had a beer and took the kids to the park. And what did you do?" And he said, "I gave all my coral <laughs> trays a deep clean." And you're like. Wow! Mm-hmm. <laughs> the weekend, and he did exactly. too. He's not yeah. lying about that. Yeah, it's just <laughs> obsession. I need to stop bumping the camera. I'm watching it shake. Yeah, sorry. Hands off the desk. Yeah, Keep moving the camera. Um, I, that's actually probably why Jake used to use the uh, other Logitech camera. I might have to do that for the for the next session so that I can shake the table a little bit without making yeah. everybody nauseous. Bump your fist <laughs> on the table, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've already hit the microphone a few times. Sorry about that. I'm not used to that. No, it's fine. <laughs> I'm used to AirPods. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and the, the t-shirt. Let's talk about Jake's t-shirts, right? Because he always wore the Julian Sprung t-shirt. Mm-hmm. So I, for one, vote for a Jake Adams t-shirt. Now it's got to be done. <laughs> that yeah, I I know a few people that we can probably talk to about that cool because uh, the thought briefly crossed my mind but then yeah, it's it's been a few weeks since i even remembered about that yeah that's a good idea yeah because he, he always shirt. said I mean, there's um, a bob fenner shirt there might as well be a if there's a bob fenner shirt there might as well be a jake adams shirt exactly and didn't he always say that you know julian always traveled with him when he was wearing that t-shirt i thought it'd be cool if we all had kind of jake adams <laughs> t-shirts and you know t- took pictures so that would be cool do they still do aquarist of the year they do. The reason uh, I ask I is up, that guess, um, but... next time, <laughs> posthumously, it has to be Mr. Adams. It has to be. So, uh, yeah, uh, he was always a little sour that he'd never got that. He 100% Because I don't, I don't know anybody else that, like, if anybody's an aquarist, it's yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's hope it happens. And uh, if the Magna guys are listening, please, please. Um, well, I- I'm sure I'm sure they're already thinking it. Jake Adams, Acris of the Year, mm-hmm. Magna 2023 in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I'm sure that's, I don't know how, how far ahead of time that type of thing is decided, but I think he deserves it. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, mm-hmm. so, so I've never been to America. Jake invited me over to the studio. I was meant to be going in March next year. I still, I still can. I still will. Um, yeah, that's. Uh, I imagine he invited <laughs> you during restock. Um, just on that note, you've already fifth, had some pretty kind of March. special uh, marine aquarists of note come through the studio, haven't you? And Jake would always ring me and say, "Have you heard of blah blah blah?" And I'd go, uh, "Yeah, I think so." And he'd say, "He's just been in. He's just been into the studio." So, <laughs> so you, you must have seen quite a few of the great and the good of the kind of saltwater industry come into the studio already. Yeah, we sure did. Uh, yeah, I mean, especially around reef stock. You know, the list is. I mean, you mentioned Julian. He's been here several times. I actually missed a lot of them too. I was over when I was in Norway recently is when Than came to visit. Uh, but I mean, I had just yes. seen him at, at Magna. So, you know, I, um, I mean, Jake and him were better friends than I, you know, I don't, I don't know him that well, but, um, Than hmm. paid a really nice tribute to him. Didn't he in the video? He did, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, I appreciated that a lot. Yeah. It was cool because it was obviously, um, one of the last kind of, um, reef therapy that, um, and videos that, that he made with Jake and um, basically was yeah. There was what 
there was one thing apart from the tribute which is wonderful that um kind of resonated with me because he said that they didn't really talk for a few years they kind of they fell out with mm-hmm. each other and tony vargas said that as well when he paid tribute and i thought yeah I oh, like every, everybody you know i even back in the day myself personally i was not the biggest jake adams fan but <laughs> <laughs> i mean i was a fan of his yeah. work but you know yeah he either likes you or he doesn't <laughs> so so um, what was it then that kind of um obviously you know Jake is a legend, but he 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 had not had to be right. If he believed he was right about something, he'd tell you, wouldn't he? Mm-hmm. And we'd have to kind of, you know. But he yeah, was I think, right. I think the world needs more wrong. people like that. The world needs more people that yeah. don't just go along with incorrect information. You know, he was he was onto something for yeah. sure. Um, yeah. But the more that I got to know him over the years, it was either. Yeah, and the more the more I got to know him over the years, it was like I just realized that he was one of the most genuinely like caring compassionate uh generous people in the entire industry you know he yeah didn't <laughs> to say he hooked it up for me it was an understatement you know and he did that to yeah. a lot of people he was oh he had such a good soul yeah i just can't believe it. like just sitting here looking around the studio right now i just <sighs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that's um that's yeah. one thing that people didn't didn't see, and um, he he messaged me and said cool stuff and encouraging stuff, and then it turns out that he was doing that with dozens of people every week and encouraging them and, and yeah. you know kind of helping them, and, and that that's really special, you know. It's it's quite amazing, really. You know, on one side, if you didn't know him, you kind of think the gut, you know that he was quite forthright but at the same time loads of people said that he helped them get into the hobby he sent them equipment corals he nurtured them you know loads of people came forward which mm-hmm. I, I think is is brilliant yeah i haven't i guess i'm um, i'm glad we're doing this because everybody has come out and said a whole lot more than i have because i'm just at such a loss for words like i don't even i can run the studio but like I said earlier, it's like his vision, his creativity. I just don't. It's more than I can post on Facebook and have it like. Yeah, it's yeah. Been, that's a crazy, super, crazy super loss. Clever guy as well. Oh my gosh, the ways that super, he would come up you know, to do things, just like basic things that people struggle with. He just made it look so easy. <laughs> Yeah. You know, I, little I, I little well. hacks using, you know, using like little plastic kitchen baskets to hide cables and just um, yeah. cutting cutting PVC just just right. And now you have a little clip that you can hang on the side of the tank to mount something up. Just, you know, for yeah. a fraction of a penny for a little clip. And you have it, you know, a, yeah. a five foot stick of PVC and you got clips for the rest of your life <laughs> and dosing tube holders. Yeah. And, you know, he was so creative with like, just the way he looked at the world just through a different lens. He was able to see solutions that, that I certainly didn't. Yeah. And, and that, that's what I noticed as an outsider looking in on the studio, all these clever kind of hacks and tricks that came naturally to him, that to everyone else, we all kind of toe the line. So company X says, you must buy this product to do this thing. And we all just go, fine, mm-hmm. take my money. But he'd kind of go one, it doesn't work. Two, I can make one that's simpler and better and mm-hmm. and just kind of, you know, plowed his own furrow, you know, just kind of did it his way. But it worked. It worked brilliantly. And he made reef keeping easy, even what I would consider high level reef keeping, just mm-hmm. made it look incredibly simple. And, you know, some of his last videos, I'm so pleased that he was just stood behind the peninsula tanks going, look how good this tank is. Look mm-hmm. how good <laughs> these corals are. And I, th- yeah. and I thought, you've done it you know, with your help. Yeah. I was always, I was always fun shooting videos with him. You know, I understand now more than ever why he hired me because doing all those videos and setting up every shot and getting the lighting just right on top of, you know, maintaining tanks. And oh, I see why there's two of us now for sure. Cause doing these videos alone is time consuming big time. Yeah. Um, and we were able to bust one out in an afternoon together, you know, It'd be, and I have to do a million takes sometimes before I actually get the words out to come out of my mouth the right way. 
he had that issue occasionally, but nine out of 10 times he was a one take, you know, we would just turn the camera on, boom, he yeah. said what he wanted to. And then I sit down at my desk and edit the videos, you know, we'd bust out a video in an afternoon yeah. and now it's like a two to three day process for me. Like in some cases, depending on what the video is, obviously. Yeah. But this last one I did was, uh, which is probably coming out tomorrow. I'm not even sure when this podcast is going to come out. Probably, probably tomorrow. Also, I don't know. Um, there, there was one video that you guys made on PH that stood out to me because it was in one take, and it was just the <laughs> best lesson in PH I've ever had. It was informative. It broke the science down. It was straightforward. The proof was in the pudding. He kind of blindly. Mm-hmm ph tested the reef tank behind him and said i think it's going to be 8.4 and it was and the whole thing he was, was always he was always pulling off tricks like that he was always like predicting yeah. the future <laughs> yeah and and that one you know a lot of guys over in the uk kind of took that on board and i think jake adam single-handedly changed the importance of ph in reef keeping that that's what i remember I, I mean i remember that was one of the first videos i think early days of the studio for sure. And uh, I remember everybody started talking about pH right after that video came out. But yeah. doing these yeah, videos, you know, over the last couple of years, I've kind of noticed that in general, it's like every time we do a video about something, I, I don't know, maybe it's just like that. You know, if you buy a red car, you start seeing red cars everywhere. Maybe it's just one of those things. But it seems to me that oh. especially, you know, whatever they talked about, whatever Jake and Mark talked about on reef therapy was the topic of like, <laughs> all the yeah. live streams on YouTube next week. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe it was just know, a coincidence, really, but. Well, I, I don't think it is. I, I mean, even the Kalkwasser thing, you guys use Kalkwasser. I hadn't used Kalkwasser in like 20 years. Mm-hmm. And, and then you guys are using it in the studio. And Jake never stopped. Everyone in the UK. <laughs> no, never stopped. And calcium reactors and everyone mm-hmm. in the UK is suddenly talking about Kalkwasser and pH. Yeah. And, you know, that, that's because of Reef Builders. It's because of Jake and, and you. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's very, very influential. Yeah, and even I know, like, Chris Meckley's been talking about it a lot lately. But he's talking about it because Jake was talking to him about it, you know. <laughs> so, apologies to anyone who's watching this on YouTube or any video streaming services. My internet quality is poor. It's my fault. And... Um, I will try and fix it for the future. Um, Evans is all fine because he's on like 500 <laughs> megabits per second of um, on a bad day, yeah, of, of speed. It whereas, should be gigabit, both yeah, ways, whereas but... I'm on like <laughs> yeah, gigabit. I mean, I'm on. I've like seen gigabit. It happens megabits. sometimes. <laughs> wow. I suppose you need it for the video uploading, though. So. Oh, it helps a lot with that. You know, some of these video files, especially the longer reef therapy. Some of those video files, if I release it in 4K, especially, they'll be, you know, 60 gigs, and I can upload that in five minutes. Yeah, it takes yeah. for YouTube to run its copyright checks takes infinitely longer than uploading the video. But it's nice having internet like that because sometimes I'll go back and watch the video again before I actually hit publish, and I'll notice something I, you know, a last minute change I want to make. And having such fast internet, I don't. It's not like a whole other overnight to up, to take it off of YouTube and re-upload. I can just delete the old version and re-upload another sixty gigabyte video in ten minutes. You know, so it's not like it used oh, to be. I I grew up. Uh, I don't know. I, I was always I've always been into technology and all that too. And I remember. I mean, dial up. I remember sitting out in the woods near my parents' house because it was near a hotel that had. Wi-Fi, and it was just, <laughs> so I'd be sitting out in the yeah. woods on my laptop using the hotel's Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I remember the old days of dial-up yeah. and all that. You know, I think I think we I mentioned that that uh, old pet fish talk show that I used to call into. You know, it was like thirteen to twenty megabytes per for a two-hour show. So which so which compared to now is nothing. The audio file for this show will probably be one hundred and fifty megs, probably. But times do change. <laughs> and that 13 megabyte file used to I used to sit there because if if the uh, dial up thought it was inactive, which I, I guess a download didn't count as like surfing the web, it would just disconnect you so your phone line wasn't tied up. But it would give you a little pop up so you yeah. could cancel the you know you could say hey I'm still here. And if you miss that man, you'd have to start the whole download over again. And <laughs> so 
Yeah. Yeah. It's it's yeah. a crazy world we live in crazy now. Time. And especially on the reef keeping side too. You know, I remember I remember a lot of uh getting electrocuted by equipment that I found at the garage sales and stuff like that back in the day and just old janky lights and it's it's a it's a pretty cool time to be in yeah. the in the hobby for sure. Uh I couldn't imagine what the studio would be like if this you know if we tried to do it 10 years ago i I can't imagine what it would be like (laughs) it'd be a lot noisier that's for sure yeah yeah yeah. be drawing a few more bots Mm -hmm. um yeah so um that was um mine and yours maiden voyage into uh reef therapy uh, thank you for the people who've listened and watched and um, held on in there as we kind of stumbled <laughs> through it. And um, we, we yeah, promised to make I, it better. I, I broke and, down um, a few time was, codes. you got to edit out where we lost our train of thought a couple times, but, <laughs> yeah, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, for those who joined late, this is the Jake Adams tribute episode. They will all be a tribute to Jake in some form or another moving on. And um, we miss him and um, Evan. I will leave the last words to you. Uh, well, I guess we should mention uh, the GoFundMe for Windsor. I believe that's still going on. Um, yes. We can drop a link in the video description for this and then um, podcast description. I'm not sure. I think we can put a link in there also. Um, you know, she can use all the help she can get right now. She's pregnant and, and uh, yeah, dealing with everything on top of that. So I um, figure we should mention yeah. that. Yeah. Um, I guess it's getting kind of close enough to reef stock to where we should probably give that a little shout out. I think we talked about it already quite a few times. Yeah, that's in March. But yeah. March, uh, I want to oh, say. I had a notification today first weekend about March, tickets, so. First weekend of March. I want to say fourth and fifth um, here in Denver. So if you can make it out, that's, okay. that's going to be a really good show. You know, uh, Jake had a lot of really good friends in the industry and yep. he put together a heck of a show and we're, we're not, you know, okay. restock's not going anywhere. No matter what happens with the studio or reef builders in the future, I don't see restock going anywhere. So come on out, sure. say hi. Um, sure. not sure. Thank you. Uh, I think Ben Johnson is the speaker this year from uh, the reef beef podcast and um i'm I'm trying to think who else's speakers i don't know it's still a little ways out we don't have all the flyers printed and stuff like that yet that's when it really kind of gets solidified in my mind um um you know reef therapy's back i know it was a brief hiatus there for the last almost two months now so um it's good to be doing these again it feels it feels um, weird to be sitting in the seat right now but um i think that uh if you know i think our Listeners and viewers are really going to appreciate it. Appreciate uh, getting this show back on track. Um, it, speaking of, if uh, listeners and viewers have suggestions for topics, um, we don't really exactly. want to just yeah. rehash all the old reef therapy sessions. I'm sure we'll revisit some of the topics that have been covered. But um, you know, that's that's what Jake was really good at was coming up with ideas for topics on videos and reef therapy and everything like that. And you know, as things come up. You know, we have a good list of topics, I'm sure, but uh, any suggestions, we're open to them for sure. Um, and then, you know, obviously comment, like, share the video, subscribe if you're already not, you know, notification bell, that whole that whole spiel. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I think I think that's a pretty good tribute to Jake right there. Um, just did about an hour. I think that's pretty good. So um, I guess until... Till the next time, I'm not sure what the release schedule for these is going to be in the future going out, but we're going to try to keep a, keep the uh, channel alive as often as we possibly can. So um, until that happens, I guess we'll talk to, you, talk to you soon. Thanks, Evan. Thanks, guys. Yep. See you soon. Bye, Jeremy.